Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 173. It's now been five years, three months, and 17 days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And a great big sunny day hello from the podcast rock down at my local park. As you probably guessed from my radio silence lately, I've been slammed with business and life but I wanted to catch up, so I made a quick trip down here to ponder and let you know what I and the BCs who've reached out since last show are up to. And instead of an inspirational snippet today, I'm sharing my brand spanking new professional voice acting demo for animation. It's been a big goal of mine, and I've been working hard for the last few years to get to this point. So I'm excited and proud and scared, but I'm putting myself on the bravery report for letting you all hear it. You guys have to try this app I found. It's called Punch Anyone Who Says Totes the Dorb in the Face Dead. Hold it right there, stranger! Wait! You're the one who swiped right! Well now, just let me put away old Bessie and you can come on in, sugar. Oh, I'm so excited, Mr. Winterbottom. It's time for the Blueberry Festival. I have faith in you that we'll finally bring home a prize. The harvest is ready. This land is delicious. It will be mine. Nighty night, baby Brian. Oh, you can't poop if you're sleeping, can you? Oh. Was box tonight? Trinken and tanzen mit Hans. Ach, nein, Sylvie, stop helfen. Hiltrud will never get out of here. Don't make Principal Pony lose her temper. We don't want to release the anger stampede, do we? <laughs> what you kids need is some old-fashioned, real-life, high-stakes adventure. Like bingo! Wait! They got free cookies! Tommy, I'm your best friend. You don't have to fight me. I guess you do have to fight me! So, I hope you all like that. <laughs> I sure had fun making it. Now what you do with your animation demo is you send it out to agents and to animation producers and even maybe animation schools to see who might, from listening to that demo, like you to either be on their roster or do some work for them. So if any of you BCs are doing animation, and you would like a voice, let me know. You can contact me at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com or go to my voiceover site, Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, Weaver, W-E-A-V, like Victor, E-R, V-O, for voiceover.com. And a link to that's also from the compulsiveovereatingdiary.com menu. So it's really easy to find me if you think my voice, zen or crazy or otherwise, would be good for your voiceover project. So, what do I want to talk about today? Well, you know, I started doing Compulsive Overeating Diary by talking about letting things go with the wonderful Josh Woodward song, Letting Go. And then I switched over to Hartley's song about embracing something new, to having a new start. But I was thinking that whether we're letting go or embracing something new or like a meditation, planting a seed of intention, all of these come down to trying new paths for our lives or solutions to problems or new ideas. 
So the idea that's been on my mind and I'd really like to discuss today is what does it mean to believe in yourself? I mean, we've all heard this all the time. Oh, come on, just believe in yourself. Now, especially with acting, that's a given. You really need to believe in yourself because there's so much rejection in the acting field that if you don't believe in yourself, man, you're toast. And I have to tell you, I've been a little extra crispy these last few years because it's very hard for me to dig up sometimes that inner fortitude that just says, pay no attention to what the outside world is telling you right now. Look in your heart and figure out what you want to do and how that feels for you. Because your heart usually is not a liar. Some of the things we do, like watching 10,000 reruns of Survivor instead of working on cleaning our <laughs> dusty house or working on our voiceover career or going to take that walk or calling that friend we've been meaning to get a hold of, those things all cover up the feelings that come maybe from our heart. Now our mind can make many, many lists and give us many reasons and have many chattering ways to distract us too. But your heart doesn't usually lie. Now sometimes we say, oh, this is, I felt it in my gut, which is also kind of like that, right? That your heart is like when you know that you really like someone, maybe you first met them and you just, there's something about that person I really like. Or you see an outfit in the store and you go like, man, I like that color. Or you think, I'm not going to walk down this way. There's something feels off about that. Or you think, okay, this would be a great thing to do. Or this is the perfect gift to give somebody. It's those intuitive moments where you feel pretty certain that this is how you feel. Now, sometimes you don't agree with how you feel, and so we like to cover it up. But if you get quiet, whether it's through prayer or meditation or doing like I'm doing right now, sitting outside on a beautiful day on a rock in a park, <laughs> listening to birds and having fun, seeing the wildflowers and just enjoying being outdoors, all of these things let you be quiet in yourself and think about what do I really want? How do I really feel? And I think it's from that belief, when we really believe our hearts, when we have confidence in what we feel, we don't have to be the best at something to give it a try. We don't have to be perfect at something to keep going. If our heart tells us this is a good direction, it's generally right. Our heart doesn't promise us it's today, <laughs> always. But I think listening to yourself and believing yourself is the very first step in believing in yourself. You know what I mean? When you trust what you feel. And for me at least, and I know for many of you who have shared your stories with us here on this show, Believing in yourself isn't always the easiest thing to do because a lot of us cover up that feeling or we don't think the feeling that we really feel is what the world wants us to feel or our family wants us to feel or our spouse or our friends or society in general. Whatever that external sense of beliefs may be, 
when our own heart goes against that belief system, it's very difficult sometimes for us to even admit to ourselves, yes, that's how I feel. Now that could be a really big thing about yourself, or it could even be small things, you know? Like, I'm trying to think of a good example, but for me, something told me to go up on the mountain and start talking into my recorder. Something, my heart told me to do that. Now, nobody on earth said, Lori, people want to hear you rambling on and on and on about your thoughts about compulsive eating or your insecurities or what you think about meditation or what you and Mark are up to. No one like reached out and told me, we have market research that says that there's a real gap in the market for this kind of show. No. My heart just told me, I think you should walk up on the mountain and talk about your feelings. And I did. And that turned out pretty well for me. I got to know so many of you. That was a great thing. And it also led me to decide with many, many, many of your support to go try voice acting, to go meet the people in that community, to go ahead and give classes to try, to pick myself up after every failure or perceived failure and to keep going. And my life is so much better. And in fact, I want to use voice acting again as an example because that's something that's very, very, very prevalent in my thoughts and in my life these days. Now, I've been actively coaching and studying voice acting here in Los Angeles area for a little over four years, including the beginning studies and the more advanced studies and the coaching with well-known people in the different genres. And about two years into that, I made my first commercial demo. Well, for those of you that have listened to the show all the way through, you may or may not remember that right before I was going to record my first commercial demo, that's what you use to send out to get agents for doing commercials, you know, like you hear on the radio and TV or on the internet. The commercial demo is usually the first one that you do, and it's the most important as a general rule. And my mom died right before, and that threw me for a loop. And I made my first commercial demo with a very, very, very well-respected actor, coach, and demo producer. And yet, part of me wanted to move forward and make it, but part of me really didn't believe in myself at that time. And that demo is good. It was good enough to get me agents and to help me solidify myself as part of the voiceover community here in LA. But something in me told me, you know, I think you could make one that's more like you. Because after a couple of years of study and workouts and all that, I've also improved, you know, acting like anything else. If you apply your techniques and you learn how to let go a little bit more and you do it regularly, you get better. And so I have more skill at this point than I did two years ago, too. But it's a big deal to make a demo. It's not cheap. It's not easy. It's kind of time consuming to do that. And... I was going like, well, you already have a commercial demo. Maybe it's better to do a different kind and tell me all of these things. But my heart said, Lori, the thing you need to do is to redo your commercial demo and you need to redo it with this producer who happens to know your work really well because you work out with this person all of the time. 
they're a very good demo producing place and you need to go let yourself shine in front of people that you know well now i know this is kind of an odd thing but for me sometimes it's harder for me to perform or try to accomplish something in front of people i know well you know like when i was first studying acting i would actually do better in my plays on the nights that my parents were not in the audience when my parents were in the audience it always kind of like threw me for a loop so sometimes for me trying to do my acting thing in front of my friends can make me feel self-conscious. Now this is kind of opposite of what you think, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, your friends are there to support you, love you, want what's best for you. Maybe it's my big fear that I would not be good enough and that would disappoint them. Whereas if I disappoint the stranger, not as bad a thing, you know, not such a big deal to me. Oh, you're just a stranger, you know, I don't know. But it's definitely an act of bravery for me to let myself really try for something that I want in front of people that know me well. And yesterday, I did just that. I spent three hours working with my very talented, lovely friends who do this for a living. And I feel amazing because the types of scripts that we worked on were so diverse and yet every single one sounded like me. It was kind of like being in a regular session for quite a long time, like you're doing this type of work, a very long time for commercials, right? So for me, it totally built up my confidence. Wow, I really have gotten more skill. This was a lot easier than I thought it was. I have learned how to make some really good choices and how to analyze commercial copy and it was really fun. So not only do I think in a professional way, this is going to be a good thing for me to have a demo that shows the skill that I've improved, but I think that experience taught me my heart was right. It wasn't just having the demo I needed. It was the experience of being real, authentic, doing my actual best trying to accomplish something that's big in my voiceover world right now. This is a big thing. To try to do this very big thing with the help of people I care about. That was emotionally a risky thing. Now for some people it wouldn't be, but for me it was. And I felt like I had a breakthrough. Like I overcome a stumbling block that I've been putting in my way for years of not letting people actually step up and help me. I'm the one that goes out of my way to help people. I'm the one that tries to make it all better for you. That's, that's what I'm used to. I'm the one that takes care of you. And to say, okay, I really need your expertise and your help and your support to help me to be the wind beneath my wings so that I can rise and shine and follow my dream. Wow, brave companions, that was a biggie. And it all comes down to letting myself feel that feeling in my heart. And once I realized I have this feeling in my heart, to not negate it, not to say, oh, that's crazy, not to go eat a bag of chips, not to go look in the recipe book for something new to create, <laughs> not to worry about how my pants are fitting, 
not to do any of those things, but to actually let myself go do it. For me, that's a really big thing. And if you've had some experiences around listening to your heart or not listening to your heart, I would love if you would call the Bravery Hotline so I could put your voice on the air and we could start this discussion because I think this is a very, very valuable and great topic. And now some updates from BC's. After last show's ultra-zen vibe featuring a full-length song of Tibetan singing bowls, BC Joe from the UK shared this fun story. No better way to travel to work than to listen to a podcast by Lori. As Tibetan bowls were chiming, I looked down to see I was wearing completely different trainers, one blue one, one black, and it made me smile. Happy day, fellow BC's. Well, Joe, in LA, we'd just call that a fashion trend. And Joe also came to mind when I discovered I hadn't seen a lovely comment she'd posted two years earlier on my page of photos from my weight story, the page that shows what ballooning up and down in weight due to binging and dieting can look like. Joe wrote back then, Love your weight story, and now that you are just about enjoying your life, you are inspirational, my dear, no matter what size you are, as long as you are the smiley happy you. X. And I finally wrote back, Hi, Joe. Wow. I never saw this comment until now. My comment notification can go awry. Thanks for the kind words and support you've given me and the other BCs since then. Well, BCs, it just goes to show that you can't always rely on technology to keep track of things. One reason why to this very day I use a regular old-fashioned paper calendar to keep my and Mark's schedule. Plus, I just kind of like the photos of the cute calendar cats we always get. Well, Donnie also posted after last show. She says, it's been a crazy adventure in my life. Sickness with the flu, viral influenza, my husband hospitalized, just a lot of all the things. I'm thankful that you share your story and give us all an outlet. I'm working on my mental work around food and eating, and I'm feeling like I'm making progress. Slow but steady and true, I'll get there. I've worked really hard not to eat through my current BS. I'll talk to you soon, brave companions. And I replied, oh, Donnie. You have for sure been going through the ringer, and it's great to see you still smiling as much as you can. The mental work in our life and in our relationships with food is for me everything. So even if it is baby step by baby step, progress along that line can only pay dividends in how we experience all of life. I am inspired that with all you've gone through and with all of your recent avalanche of challenges, that you aren't just throwing in the towel, but are still seeking to take care of your emotional and physical self. That is awesomely brave. Sending you big hugs and love your way, gal. XOXOXO. Louise from the UK, who we first met on day 170 via her first Instagram comment, goes on the bravery report by posting some of her story publicly on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com as a comment on my blog post that was called Half a Chocolate and Other Christmas Miracles. She says, Hiya everyone, I have just been listening to episode 98 at work tonight, and on my drive back from work via the polling station to vote, something you said in your blog slash podcast just hit a nerve in me so strong that I found myself frantically nodding in agreement as I pulled up at home. When you talked about relationship primary, 
and how food and body has come up above everybody and everything in its importance. Disordered eating and addiction. I cannot believe that I didn't realize this. I genuinely just thought I was a greedy pig. I've been giving myself a really hard time about how fat and greedy I am and how it's disgusting and how I can't understand why the bloody hell I eat till I feel sick and then stop for a bit and then eat some more. If I were a car, it would be like me spending my whole life with a full tank of petrol just driving to the next petrol station to fill up with a tiny bit more to put in the tank. Back up to full before repeating the process over and over again. Pointless. I honestly didn't twig that I might have an eating disorder before tonight. Mind blown. I've also been feeling really awful that I haven't been commenting, Lori. I'm so sorry. I started listening to the podcast on the 17th of January, 2019. I've had so many occasions where I really wanted to join in with the BCs, and I have chipped in a couple of times on Instagram, but I kind of felt like until I reached the current episode, I wasn't really part of the gang. I don't feel like I've earned my stripes as I'm only halfway through the episodes, but I feel so wretched that I haven't chipped in with my two pence worth and kept you up when you needed it, and that I've decided to write now and get involved rather than sitting on the sidelines. I'm loving the podcast. I've dipped my toe in the website, but we'll do more. Lots of love, Louise X. And I wrote back, Hi Louise, welcome to the Bravery Report. It takes courage to post here and tell your stories. No worries about taking your time. Many, many BCs felt as you do and kind of wanted to hang back until they caught up. To be honest, participation isn't as high these days, so it is a true blessing to hear your story and your thoughts. We still have plenty of BCs downloading the shows and listening, though. I can relate to how you describe your disgust and shame around how greedy you feel around food sometimes. Even now, though I have made leaps and bounds in progress with my thinking, I can revert to food and body focus as a comforting way to avoid other feelings. Food and body focus is a really effective way to avoid other unpleasant things. For me, emotional zoning out causes me to eat loads more calories than loving food. If I am really wanting to join in socially with friends, or to try a delicious taste of food I truly love, I don't tend to overeat, except perhaps in my dieting perfectionistic mindset when I go there. But Emotional triggers can cause me to zone out and eat massive amounts. In the past, this has led me to hating myself and punishing myself with even more food. These days, emotional triggers are less and less as I work through my feelings, both in therapy and via this show. I'm still not slender laughing out loud, but I do have many, many, many more good friends, relationships, and moments of joy and happiness in my life that are not food-based. This has been a wonderful win for me. Hearing from you lets me know that even though the show is not as active as it once was, that it is still doing good in the universe, and for that I am truly grateful. Well done, brave Louise, XOXO. After which, Louise replied to my reply, Hey Lori, I'm super sad to hear that the show doesn't have as much involvement from the BCs as it once was. On the plus side, I told my Slimming World group about your podcast Monday night. So hopefully you'll have a little spike from the UK. I listen every weeknight whilst I'm at my evening cleaning job. I'm going to make the effort to get involved more, as I've been selfishly listening without any contact, really. Please know that your podcast has really touched me in a way that I wasn't expecting, and it's helped me tremendously in my weight loss journey over the last nine weeks. I've managed to find some focus and see for the first time a clear view of what's important. Like I said, 
the whole idea that I have a disorder as opposed to just being greedy is mind-blowing. Thank you. You are very important, Lori. XXXX. Well, I didn't reply to Louise in writing because that was just before Mark and I went off to celebrate our anniversary. But I will reply to her now. Dearest Louise and all you other BCs, I appreciate that you feel a little bit sad about the lack of participation right now in the show. And believe me, I kind of miss those days around year one where we had maybe 20 active BCs and we were all kind of like the gang, <laughs> you know, talking back and forth to each other. But you needn't feel guilty about that because sometimes in life people come into your world for a little bit and then they go on to do their own thing. Sometimes they stay and they stay longer. And I think that if some BCs are drawn to come back and start being very active again and we start having more conversations again, that that will happen naturally because people will just feel like that. And if they don't, don't think that you sharing your story wasn't important because I'm betting that your realization that you just don't have some character flaw, that you're some greedy pig, you know, like you were saying, that instead you have some disordered thinking around food going on into your mind. That's a big deal. And I bet you a dollar or a pound or a euro that somebody listening right now is relating to your story. And they may take the time to come to compulsiveoverreadingdiary.com slash DAY173 to post a comment of support to you, or they'll just say in their car or in their home or on a trail or wherever they're listening to this right now, wow, what Louise said, I feel that too. And that makes me feel better. And you might never know how many people you helped. <laughs> For me, it wasn't just the attention, though, I'll be honest. I love the attention of having people talk to me and say what you did was good. I think we all do. We like positive feedback. But it was sort of like when I was talking about my heart at the earlier part of the show. When BCs are calling the Bravery Hotline or posting comments or nice reviews on iTunes or sending me a letter or whatever that might be, then I know for a fact that what I'm doing here right now, sitting on this podcast rock, is actually making a difference. And that fills my heart with gratitude and joy and makes me truly motivated to keep on doing what I'm doing. Now, part of what I've had to deal with is to not be dependent on that for my only motivation. Just like as an actor, if I was dependent on booking parts, I would be totally demotivated. <laughs> because even the best actors might only book one out of 10 auditions, the very top actors. And for us, sometimes we do really wonderful, marvelous things or do something out of the goodness of our heart for somebody. And we don't get that outside feedback. We don't know from the outside world that what we did made a difference. But I think as we get used to listening to our own hearts, our own hearts can tell us because I know right now that by doing this show today, day 173, and sharing your story, Louise, I know from my heart that this is a good thing and that somebody is benefiting from this. 
maybe many somebodies. So whether they talk back to us or they don't, I'm proud of you, Louise, for sharing, and I'm proud of me for continuing on. And I don't feel badly, and I don't expect you to force yourself to make comments on episodes that don't ring for you, or to seek out ways that you can make me feel better because you know that the show doesn't have as much participation. Uh-uh. I think your heart will tell you. And I think for all BCs, it's your heart that tells you when it's time to share your story or when someone's comment or their story touches you deeply that you step forward to support them in some way. And I think if we all start following our hearts, we will be able to let each other kind of grow as people and have our experiences and not feel forced into a relationship, but just let the support and love and community grow naturally as it's going to grow. So again, Louise, thank you so much for sharing yourself with us today. And again, I think you should put yourself on the bravery report. And here's a big smooch for you. I was also delighted to hear from BC Dave via email about he and his wife, BC Kathleen, are doing. And I'm happy to report they are well and continuing to work on their food and eating issues in a positive way. But even though I'm pretty darn sure that he intended to share that letter, I'm not 100% positive. So Dave, let me know that if you wish me to share that story and that resource with the BCs, I will put it on the list to share next time on day 174. But one thing that I'm sure I can share was that Dave was concerned when I didn't post a show for so long. But then he saw photos on Facebook of Mark and I in Las Vegas celebrating our big 25th wedding anniversary and knew we were okay. So if you're kind of feeling that way too, if you'd like to just sort of touch base to follow my life outside of the show, the best way is probably on Instagram. That's where I post the most. And on there, I'm Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, Dreamweaver. And you can also friend me on Facebook if you happen to be a BC that I recognize, like Louise from the UK. from participating because I'll, I'll accept your friend if I know who you are, right? I don't usually accept from strangers, but I do accept from BCs that I recognize. And that way we can get to know each other a little bit more. For example, I went for a walk the other day in the rain and I was listening to show 172 since it'd been so long since I posted that. And I thought, I don't remember what I talked about. <laughs> and I was thinking I want to do this show. Anyhow, I posted a very brief video about that as Lori Dreamweaver on Instagram and shared that video on Facebook. And then on Facebook, BC Svetlana saw it and commented, love all about this video, Lori, and I love your umbrella too. Going to re-listen to 172 right now. And I answered her back. (laughs) I laughed so hard, I totally forgot I sang in that one, which by the way, BC's I did a little bit. Anyway, Svetlana posted later in the day, just finished listening to the episode. Beautiful. Loved your Zen voice and ended up in bed with my eyes closed, just being in the moment and reflecting, listening to the beautiful sounds. It's a nice way to have a quick catch up time for sure. So if the spirit moves you, please call the Bravery Hotline, post a comment of support or ask questions on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com or say hello on Facebook or Instagram and let us know how you're doing these days. And as we close out the show, Today's dancing moment comes from a tune that made me smile so very much. It's a foot-tapping, quirky, feel-good blues tune called Delta Beats by IB Audio. 
which is one of the great places that I have a subscription for royalty-free music to put on this show and to use in my work. So enjoy your trip to the bayou and take care because I really, 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 really believe in myself and I believe in you. Care. <laughs>